Hey friend, and welcome back to season two of the Between the Pages podcast. I am so excited that you are here and you decided to join us for this conversation today. It is in all goodness as we continue to navigate life in between the valleys and the mountaintops. Our team is so excited for this season as we have more topics, more guests, and truthfully, our team is learning alongside with you of how we can intentionally pursue Jesus in everything that life brings. We are so excited to welcome back Lakeview Covenant Church as our season two sponsor for the episode. So get comfortable, grab a cup of coffee, grab a Bible, put in your headphones, and join us for today's conversation. Welcome back to the Between the Pages podcast. I'm so excited because I have my girl Meg back with me today. And I am so excited because we're doing something just a tad bit different for this episode. We are doing kind of a commentary deep dive into a passage from Psalms that I have kind of very personally related to um, that Meg, you kind of have a little bit of a personal story with as well. Yeah. So... Um, kind of wanted to, why don't you just like say hi. And for those who are new, just like a brief overview of who you are, what you do, what you like, what you don't like, how much you love me. <laughs> hi y'all. Uh, if you did not listen to the last podcast I was on, I'm Megan, Rebecca's best friend of all time. Sister, Self- self-appointed. Therapist. <laughs> Sister therapist. Will be my maid of honor one day. Oh girl. She was my maid of honor. It was I crushed it. She did. It's true. It's true. It's the facts. Um, Becca and I have been friends for almost 10 years, which is kind of hard to believe. We're planning our 10-year trip. It's for real. We're going to go somewhere cool. I'm sure you'll all hear about it. If we may podcast from the trip, it might happen. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. If um, you have any ideas of where we should go, send us a DM on Instagram, please. Please, please do. We are welcoming all ideas. Um, but yeah, I was pretty much around when Foldy Seeking was born. It was the two of us sitting on a blanket in the parking lot that's right out the doors um right there and becca told me about both seeking and this idea that she had and i just said yes it was a big yes moment and she's been with me through all phases of life as i said in the last one and she's the best and i love her and i'm really glad to be here and I'm she's blushing. Yeah, she's like a very integral part of my faith life so if you need someone to talk to you about the lord you're in the right place <laughs> Oh, you're so sweet. And speaking of the Lord, we're talking about Jesus today. Woo! So we are diving into, yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, We are diving into a scripture of um, passage from Psalms and specifically Psalms 10. And I had tied this a while back, tied this back a while ago to a blog um, that I wrote called Will You Believe I'm Still Good? And this was back in August of 2021, which is a very long time ago. And the thing that I remember about that season, that season of my life was I was in, yes, I was running boldly seeking. We were doing a lot of great things, but I was very much challenged in a dry season of my life. Like I was just kind of like, Jesus, there's a lot of things going on in my life. Where are you? Like, why can't I feel you right now? And I want to precurse by saying, like, being in the valley isn't a bad thing. Like, don't feel guilty or shameful if you're in the valley. Like, Jesus can still use you and teach you when you feel like you're in your darkest moment. But what I want to get at is, like, what is our posture when we're in that valley? And so... When I started reading Psalms 10, I was in a Bible study. I was already asking this question of um, God, like, why, where are you? 
Why are you so far away? And as I'm starting to read Psalms 10, I get to literally verse one, verse one. It says, why, Lord, do you stand far off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? (laughs) And honestly, I felt attacked at that moment because like how, like how many times just right before I read this at the moment that I wrote this that I had asked that same question and how many times in our lives, like up through now that I that we still sometimes ask that question of like, God, where, where are you? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Like Meg, I'm sure there's multiple times where you're like, where are you? Oh yeah, definitely. And as we've kind of talked about, and I don't know if we're really going to get into it too much, but both of us really felt this, felt this passage and really felt moved by this passage in times of profound loss. Like man, when you experience something that rocks you off of your feet, oh, Siri, welcome to the Siri chat. Siri just went <laughs> off. Welcome, Siri. <laughs> um, but it's just like, man, you don't know left from right, up from down, nothing. So it's it's that moment of like, are you there? Is anyone there? Like you're grasping at anything. And yeah, I felt definitely have felt it multiple times, but specifically in this situation, that was, yeah, that was deep. That was dark. Definitely. And I I think it can be anything from like questioning things in your life, dealing with something that maybe wasn't the greatest. Maybe it was a disappointment or hope something um, that was a hope for something that was going to happen that never did. Yeah. And the thing about Psalms 10, and I challenge you and encourage you to go read Psalms 10, is reading through the beginning portions of Psalms 10. I was reminded that David grew closer to God because when he struggled with these questions that he had, doubts, sin, he leaned on God, leaned on God and ultimately grew closer to him. And I think that's a really hard thing to do sometimes of when you are struggling or doubting or asking the question why of rather than like pulling away from Jesus to leaning more on him. Like, I think that's a really hard thing to do. It's hard and it's not necessarily like natural. It's not what we want to do. It's like you have to make an intentional choice to lean on him and to trust him rather than to recoil and just be so within whatever you're going through. I remember one of the first times it happened to me was at the beginning of COVID. We were supposed to move to New York. Jake and I had quit our jobs and our last days were March 12th. Anyone remember that date? Anyone? Is that like seared in anyone else's mind? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Um, March 12, 2020. <laughs> that was crazy. But our, and I wrote about this too. I think I, I did. No, I definitely did. Um, but we, the apartment that we wanted fell through the job Jake had been hoping for and praying for and had done so many interviews before getting, um, fell through. Everything was just suddenly nothing. And we ended up working in a grocery store, um, living with my parents even longer. We'd been living with my parents at that point, And it just felt like why God like why is this happening to us and obviously we've had more moments bigger moments since then but like wow it really yeah it's really easy to pull away and to become your own lonely island which I will say did happen for us for a little bit there and I think it's important to give yourself grace in that too because I mean as the beginning of Psalms 10 the message is really clear of God is hidden but still present and I think sometimes we 
we don't really think of this very often, but God may step back from the front and center portion of our lives to allow for us to want and search him more. And he wants to hear the desires of our heart. And sometimes it takes for him to step away for us to ask the question or for him to even ask the question. And I love this question. Do you believe I'm still good? Of the fact of even when God does step away, like he's, he, he's a little bit hidden, but he's still present, but he is allowing for us to reach out to him. Even when God is asking, do you still believe that I'm good? It just like kills me to even hear that. Like, can you imagine, can you imagine being like face to face with God and hearing that question? And I'm thinking about this too. Like, I honestly feel like I came face to face with this last night. Like last night I had a really, really hard conversation and it was a very emotional conversation with a friend of mine. And like, truthfully, like I was screaming at the top of my lungs by the end of it. Cause I was just like, so fed up. I was like, God, where are you? Like, I'm actually so mad right now. Like, I was like, I'm just so over feeling lonely and just wanting someone to like appreciate the things that I'm doing and to do thing, do life with. Like, I'm sick of being alone. And God literally, now I think about it now and I'm like, oh, this is like a in the moment Jesus moment right now of Jesus literally asking me in that moment, do you still believe that I'm good even when you feel like you're lonely? Do you believe that I'm still good when you are single and still in your waiting, when you are still waiting for that job, when you are still waiting for that dream, when you are still waiting for reconciliation? Will you still believe that I'm good? And it's a hard question. Oh my gosh, I just got like all the chills. Oh my word. And like the, yeah, like. We're all going to say yes, right? I mean, like, if we say no, like, that's grave. Like, a no to that question, it's not just, like, a kid having a tantrum and being like, no, mom, I don't like, it's like, that's, like, grave to be like, no. But your yes isn't always, like, screaming at the top of your lungs, yes. Which is, like, the fun kind of yes. Like, sometimes it's, like, a whimper and a cry. Sometimes it's a whisper. Sometimes it's, like, that one little prayer that you say only to yourself or like the comfort of a prayer that you said as a kid. But at the end of the day, as long as you're laying it all at his feet, like he's there and he is good. It's just so hard to remember in those pits. It's really hard. And as we continue to walk through Psalms 10, uh, specifically Psalms 10, 12 is where I want to pick this up, um, where David says, arise, Lord, lift up your hand. O God, do not forget the helpless. And what's interesting is in the first two lines, um, David ends up using two Hebrew names of God in one sentence. Lord, which is defined as Jehovah or Yahweh, whereas God or El is defined as strength, might, or almighty. So not only is David calling out the name of God, of Lord and God, but he's also calling out the attributes of God. He's calling out the attributes of knowing that God is uh, strong and he is mighty and that he is faithful. And I I sometimes, I remember when I read this um, to start off, it got me really thinking about just prayer in general and how do I um, live my life knowing the attributes of God and the faithfulness of God. 
because you know i would say in that moment last night i was like god i don't know if i actually believe that you're faithful and you'll be faithful to me but i have to believe that in my prayer like god i know you are good and i know you are faithful and what's hurting me right now is not going to be my full story the pain that i'm feeling right now of rejection rejection is redirection the pain of loneliness is a step towards being in fulfillment of Jesus's comfort. It's like I had to step into knowing the attributes of who God is and his faithfulness and using Lord and God to, to in my prayer of, in my posture of prayer and in my posture of being in a dark valley of knowing that God, you are strong and you are mighty. I feel like one of the scary next steps of like knowing the attributes of God is like rebuking everything that's standing against. Like that's, that's for real. That's scary. I feel like I'm saying that a lot. Like, why am I doing that? But it's true. Like you have to rebuke the things that are holding you back. The things that are eating away at you and pulling you away from Christ. And that's like a real actionable thing. It's not just saying like, Oh, I rebuke this pain. I rebuke this anxiety. I rebuke everything that I'm going through right now. Like it's actionable and you have to like take the steps toward it. And it's a lot. It's kind of a lot. But then knowing the attributes of God and knowing like no, he's faithful, regardless how I feel in this moment of terror and chaos, he is faithful. I'm rebuking this. I'm walking toward not fighting against. I'm not going to fight against the one who's fighting for me. I just, oh man, sorry. I'm just like, this whole thing is so deep. I'm it's ooh. it's good. It's good. And I think too, David also, he challenges us in our prayer life too, because I, I do become guilty of like, here's my list of needs and here's my list of wants. And I think like, I feel like we have a ton of conversations on prayer. And I think that's something that like you probably relate to as well. Of Like we sometimes can as Christians fall into this pit of like, Jesus, here's my wants and my needs that it's like, I'm just going to like plead my case here. And like the wildest thing about David is like when you go back and you read the Bible and read the Psalms along with the Bible, like in David's time, wow, man is really offering like everything that he has to God. Like he is not, what does he ask God for? That God be God. Like he offers everything, writes about everything. He's like running from danger. Someone is trying to come kill him. And he is like praying over the whole thing, over the whole thing. And here I am like, God, please let me not have a headache tomorrow. Like what? (laughs) Like how? And it's so easy. I feel like we all do it. Everyone, everyone is guilty of sitting around and having like, okay, these are things I need to pray for. Check, 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 check. Like we all do it. But like, whoa, what if, what if we were in that situation? How can we be more like David? 100% and David shows us that we should come in prayer not to plead our case but to plead God's character saying God you are a good and faithful God and you will be good and faithful to me and he does it again and again any psalm you can look at any psalm like obviously we're talking about a specific psalm which is very good they're all very good um but you can look at any one and he does the same thing every time yeah and I think we have to begin 
in Psalms 10, in the day that I wrote this, and I remember this so vividly, is like I remember praying that night. I was like, God, you are a good and you are a faithful God and you have a purpose for my life, whatever that may be. And you have already gone before and placed those steps ahead of me. And just laying that down at Jesus' feet and being like, Jesus, like this is, I'm laying my life down to knowing the characteristics and the attributes of who you are. Because here's the thing is Jesus never changes. So he's he's not going to change his character. He's not going to change his character based on how things change in the world. Like he is going to stay consistent. He's going to stay constant. And that we get to hold firm in that. And that is something that's like there's so much comfort in knowing that you get to hold on to something that is so consistent and so constant. Honestly, I appreciate it. Because I like consistency. I like something being constant that I can hold on to. And I'm sorry, but earthly relationships are never going to be that way. Facts. Like, I'm sorry, but like I, that's something that I've learned is like, I can't hold on to an earthly relationship because it's going to always be changing. So I can't put my life into the hands of someone who like in a second could just turn around to throw it all away. Well, and the relationships that you can hold on to are the ones that most closely emulate the relationship with Jesus and the Amen. love that he has. Like my parents, like I'm sorry, <laughs> nothing they could do or say is ever going to break our relationship. Like, and maybe I'll regret those words later down the line, but like truly I believe that we can overcome just about anything. And we've had our disagreements, my parents and I, like we have not always been in harmony but we've overcome and we continue to overcome. And I constantly see that their love for me is like that of Jesus for me. And my love for them has only grown into more of that love for Jesus. I think that's a part of maturing is realizing that like the way you love your parents is just as important as how they love you. And you've got to have, make a yeah. conscious effort to love them the same way they love yep. you. But like those are the relationships that you can hold on to. But even then, like we are human we are imperfect. He will always love us perfectly. And we can never be more right. We can never be more correct in any situation. We can only ever be more like Jesus. And like through everything, that's what we should be striving for. For sure. And it's when we change our perspective and our mindset on focusing that God is still good with an outcome we didn't expect, we will look at life with a lot more joy. And I could say that's really, that's been a challenge for me personally. Like I think of like my conversation last night, like how deep that was. And I was like, was I holding on to this expectation that I had, this worldly expectation that I had? Or was I holding on to knowing that Jesus is good and faithful and be good and faithful to me and he's fighting for me and he's already won the victory and I could have joy in that? Truthfully, my heart was on, holding on to that earthly expectation. But it was when I sat down with you just before that I was like reminded like again this whole Jesus moment in the now like we're we're live recording this like I'm just now thinking of this of like what I should have done in that moment is be like God like I know that this is hard and this really sucks right now. Like, I didn't want to be in this situation. I didn't want to have this conversation. But I know that you've already won the victory, and I get to have joy in that. Amen. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> Will you believe that I'm still good? Man, 
I feel like I find myself asking myself that a lot. I feel like that's a common thing that we're we're all constantly asking ourselves. Like God's asking that, but like He made us in His image, and boy, we don't treat ourselves well. <laughs> like mm-hmm. historically, mm-hmm. people just don't. We don't treat ourselves well, right? And as I I wrote this back in 2021, and I think this is one of those blogs where I it it's one of my primary blogs that I like refer to all the time. So I wrote this in August of 2021 and in December of 2021, I ended up uh, preaching a Sunday, I think it was a Sunday night service um, at our um, home church. And it was kind of more so like a reflection on the year, but my reflection of the year was um, kind of more so talking about how I saw Jesus show up and how I saw Jesus. And I remember it was um, the night before. My family had been walking through a lot that year. Um, My aunt um, had melanoma cancer and she became cancer free. And then right before Christmas of that year, um, kind of actually probably October of that year, uh, she ended up... uh, getting cancer again and it was more aggressive it was stage four and my family was walking through the trenches we our whole lives are flipped upside down my mom ended up being down there for months on end helping out like I didn't get to see my mom very much in that time and you know still had to go to work and still processing a lot of things and just really in a season of just hurt and when they uh, when um, the pastors at Lakeview asked me, they're like, "Hey, like, could you share a little bit about your year?" I was like, "It's like the last three months of my year is like not fun to talk about." And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about how Jesus has shown up this year." And despite everything, and so I had preached that that Sunday. That night before, my dad was praying um, for our family over dinner. And um, he was talking about, he was praying over the fact that, like, God, we know that you're good despite what happens with my aunt. Like, we know that you are still good. And he literally used the phrase, we know that you're still good and we know that you are faithful. And you are victorious. And I did not talk to my parents at all about what I was talking about. Like, I usually don't. I usually just, like, let them hear it in the now when I'm speaking or when I'm preaching anywhere I don't really I I I practice with it and I'm sure they probably hear me practicing in my room or something but I don't really talk a lot about like what I'm talking about and there was the first time because I was like dad like how how did you know that's what I was talking about tomorrow and he was like really I was like that's verbatim what I'm talking about of the fact that it's like we get to come in prayer not to plead our case, but to plead God's character. Knowing God, this sucks right now, and I'm walking through the trenches, but I know you are still good and you are still faithful because you don't forget the helpless. You're still there. And I preached that Sunday night, and it was four days later that my aunt passed away. And yeah, we were we were praying wholeheartedly, being like, God, we pray for healing, we pray for recovery, but we know if it is the worst possible outcome that you are still good and you are still faithful. And I get teary-eyed because I feel like even, like that was into the beginning of 2021. And then later into that year, like getting, 
into a relationship that I was like, this is ride or die that ended up not ending super well and ended up putting me into a really long healing process. And I think about it too. I'm like, I look back, I'm like, God, you are so good and you are so faithful through all of that, despite how much hurt there was. Like, you have never failed to show up be less than. You've showed up more than, if anything. I feel like that's been the refrain in, like, both of our lives. Like, the crazy thing is we were both going through some of the worst things people can go through (laughs) at all like simultaneously which was comforting um so when we say we're each other's therapists like it's for real um we definitely are (laughs) so it's like one of those things where you know her her aunt had passed and not two weeks later my grandfather passed he passed at the hour of mercy 3 p.m um and then a few months later my godmother passed unexpectedly and that was kind of like the inciting moment for both of us with this particular psalm and that verse um because the first thing the priest said at the homily which is like the sermon part of a mass is he made us all repeat that jesus is alive because it was right after easter and she had died on palm sunday um and he made us all repeat it until we all repeated it with enough gusto that he was like okay they're getting it and he said if there's one thing you remember from barbara condor's funeral that jesus is risen and he is alive. Um, and I carried that with me throughout the year. And just, you know, at the end of this last year, uh, my grandmother passed as well. Um, not the same grandparents, to be clear, one on each side, but I now have one remaining grandparent. Um, and that's just been the refrain is God is good and Jesus is risen. And that can get you through some tough times just holding on to those two things alone like he is alive he is on the throne and he is unwavering he will never leave you (laughs) no matter how broken you feel because I said like that line at the beginning of the psalm I said and it's in my blog about it was how have you forsaken me in the holiest week of our whole Christian faith every year the week of Easter why am I being forsaken why am I alone? I was hit with spiritual attacks, which I know you were as well. And we've talked about it. And, you know, the only thing that's going to get you through is knowing the truth about Christ and repeating to that, that to yourself. Cause you're going to hear the lies. You're going to be crying in your room, hearing the lies. People are going to be upset. They're going to say things that they don't mean, but God is good. He is good. And he's unchanging. And so it's just so good. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> it's fine. I'm going to cry on the podcast. My second podcast, I'm going to cry on the podcast. <laughs> it's okay. I, I was getting a little teary-eyed there too. But I think the beautiful thing about Psalms 10 that I think we all can relate with is, you know, David, for honestly, probably the first 13 verses, like I could imagine him kind of yelling at God and be like, God, why why are you letting this happen? And we're not going to dive deep into it um, because that's a whole other complex issue. But it's like, God, why do you let bad things happen? And then all of a sudden you see in verse 14, and as I was kind of rereading this before we started talking, um, this, the, these two words, three-ish, because I, you can change out one of them to be more applicable. Um, but verse 14 says, but you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. But you, God. But God. Can you feel 
I hope you can all feel through like our voices on like the video. Like I felt like the first of all, the Holy Spirit is here. We're two or more gathered like he's here. But like, whoa. And truthfully, I actually like when I was reading it, that's what stuck out to me just now. Like that has not stuck out to me beforehand. But knowing it's like, okay, when I'm feeling this way, but God, but God, because of this, but God. Like, I'm sorry, but if you don't take anything away from today, the one thing that I want you to take away from this podcast is but God. We get to have hope if something happens, if you are walking through the trenches, if you are um, in your highest of highs, no matter what you're feeling, but God sees you. He takes the grief in hand and he holds it close and he sits with you. He sits in your victory. He sits in your grief. But God But you, God, see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. You're not unknown to him either. Like, he knows you personally. Like, everything about you, he knows. Like, you are never going to be forsaken by him. Like, never feel like you are unknown. Never feel that you're estranged. Like, he knows you. I just felt like that, that just like came upon my heart. Sorry. That's I didn't good. No, that's good. That's just, good. I'm like trying yeah, to keep myself known. from crying and it's not crying out of sadness, but I think you, you look back on your year, you look back on the hard times and you realize like, God, you were so good and you were so faithful. Like how am I so lucky to get to call you father? We're not lucky. We're, blessed we're blessed we are blessed like that's something to remember like we're blessed we have this blessing this gift this honor like we're daughters of god daughters of the true king like what the heck we are royalty Um, truth (laughs) facts like we are blessed with that honor oh my gosh and i encourage you um it's a this it's been a deep episode you have been able to listen to a lot of um the dark stuff that we've had to walk through and we're I would say we're pretty young and we we've we've walked through a lot and we've walked through a lot together and you know this isn't our first time talking about this and it's so special to be able to talk about this on a podcast with you know people all over the world listening to this and to share like no matter what you're going through like God is still good and he is still faithful and he will still be good and faithful to you no matter what the outcome is. But it's changing your perspective and your mindset, knowing that God is good and faithful, that no matter what the outcome is, you're going to have a little bit more joy. Because you know that God knows what's to come. God knows what's ahead. And so my challenge is to go ahead and read read Psalms 10 this week. Um, Take it in. Highlight verse 14 if that sticks out to you. But you, God, see the afflicted. You hold the grief and take it in hand. And to add on to that, like, my challenge to you is to just wherever you're at, let him work on your heart. Don't fight it. If it breaks you open, 
which it probably will, <laughs> let it happen and let that rest with that, sit with that and let that be your moment with him. Let him renew you. Let him heal you. We don't heal unless he lets us heal, lets him heal us. So we have to let him heal us, let him break us open, cure those wounds, touch those parts of our heart. So sit with that. Psalm 10. Absolutely. And feel free to um, check out the blog. Um, Will you believe that I'm still good? It's on our website underneath the blog. Um, We will also, I think I have a video somewhere. I think it's on our YouTube of uh, the sermon behind Will You Believe That I'm Still Good. So we'll make sure that that is linked as well from our YouTube page too. So that um, if you want to really sit in this one it's deep it's a lot I would say already two years a year and a half almost two I would say of me writing this like I'm I'm still processing just how good how good that message is because it's it's so cool and it's so good because we have a cool and we have a good God Amen to that. (laughs) Meg, thank you. Thank you for your insight. I always love having these conversations with you from sister to sister and um, being able to share the stories that we've walked through just behind closed doors that we get to share these stories. Jesus knew. (laughs) Jesus knew. One day these stories were going to be used to help someone else. He did. Thank you for having me and been a blessing to be back part of boldly seeking in a little way yes i love it and uh, friends we love you and all of the hurts and hang-ups that you are in and all of the glory and all the victories that you achieve we are here for you we want to champion you and challenge you um, we want to be a tool and a resource for you so make sure that you follow us on all of our social media accounts if you want to take a deeper dive into this study if you want um, to take the next step if you want to have more challenges i encourage you to click the link in the description and sign up for our insider team where you're going to get a deeper dive email um the week sometime that week after the release of this podcast after today um where it's going to take you another step um and to asking and sitting with the question of will you believe that I'm still good and so I encourage you to do that Um, if you have anything that you want to talk about if you just need a friend right now we are here we are all connected to the social media account so one of the five of us is going to see it Um, but we love you and we appreciate you and we are um, praising with you we are praising with you saying but you God see the trouble of the afflicted. You consider their grief and take it in hand. And even if doors close, if doors open, we get to sit and continue to ask. And God is continuing to ask of us. Will you still believe that I am good? <laughs>